0: What's up, Dash fam? Welcome back to another episode of Taking Sides the Marriage podcast. Ash, how the heck are you doing?
1: We're doing great. We missed last week, and we are just so sorry.
0: I'm sorry, you guys.
1: It was just, we thought we could do it long distance while I was in Montana, and it just didn't work. So,
0: we had aspirations. Too. We
1: did. It's just, what to do with the children in a one-bedroom hotel.
0: She was going to call me, I was going to record it. Anyways... We're Didn't back work. now, and I love you. And I love you. I love you. I love you. And we are also Not on back. a little anniversary getaway for our six-year anniversary.
1: Long story short, if any of you guys know us very well, our anniversary is in June sixth, so this could be confusing to you
0: because it's August nineteenth right now.
1: Right? Corona happened, and it just won't stop happening. And we just kind of kept... we were hoping
0: it'd be over by now.
1: We were hoping to do a cruise. But cruises aren't the only fun thing in the world.
0: (laughs) Also, they're literally not happening right now at all.
1: Right. So we waited and we waited and we waited and we waited. And it's almost like six months later. Is it?
0: June, July, August. It's only two months. But it feels like six months. Well,
1: since Corona started.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Anyways, we're excited to get to some of you guys' questions. Um, We we have have an update.
1: We have an update. So, Do you
0: remember the engagement ring? Uh, Alicia, is this the one? Is, this, is she the one where she found it in the safe?
1: No, this is the one where she had the who pays for the engagement ring. Um, she kind of had a dream of one, and she was worried because her BF um, might not be able to afford it, or you know, like. There was some. Much, she didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable. But
0: he wanted to. But pick he it out wanted
1: to. He to wanted to be her. the more traditional. Like okay. you don't know what it is. But you're she had surprised. a specific one in mind. Right.
0: So she sent us an update.
1: Okay. So she says, "Hi, Alan and Ashley. Thank you so much for answering my question in your past podcast episode." Who pays for the engagement ring? I am emailing you to let you know how much your thoughts and advice helped me solve this question. This is always so great for us to hear because sometimes we're like, we end the podcast and we're like, was that
0: Was that good advice? I don't know. <laughs> we're just <worried>. they... <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: anyways, so it's good. She said, after a non sexy quote-unquote quote, non-sexy conversation about finances, we decided to split the cost of the engagement ring.
1: This is so different from Dallin and I's life. If Dallin wants to really be sexy to me, he's like, let's talk about savings accounts. Let's really hone in on our 401k this month.
0: Ash, I just I just contributed to our retirement. And I'm she's like, like, get over here, or, you beast.
1: Hey, let's talk about <laughs> budgeting. I really want to budget more and I'll be like, like my radars go up and she's I'm like, like Whoo. everything stops.
0: Making me hot and bothered over here.
1: Okay. So she said she had a non-sexy conversation and they decided to split the cost of the engagement ring and in her words, my boyfriend would surprise me with it whenever he felt it was right. I think that's a great idea. Okay.
0: On August 16th, he popped the question in one of our favorite state parks in Minnesota.
1: Itasca State Park.
0: Itasca. Cool.
1: I attached a picture of us. Oh, good.
0: I was hoping you sent a picture. They went
1: on a long hike. The ring was from where Dallin and I have our ring, Stag Head Designs. Oh, cool. Um, and even after the proposal... A black bear walked by them, and that has got to be some sort of good nature omen.
0: Yeah, like Brother Bear. Yeah. She said, kind of scary, but so cool. Thanks so much again. With love, Alicia. P.S. I've lived around the Midwest my entire life, so I figured I'd share some of my favorite camper-friendly state national parks in my three favorite states, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. Oh, awesome!
1: Awesome! I was so shocked by the South Dakota.
0: So many people, she said it too, have told us to go to Custer State Park in South we Dakota. We drove
1: by it on our way to Mount Rushmore.
0: People say it's so beautiful there.
1: I hear you have to get reservations soon. When we stepped foot into South Dakota, I was expecting like dry, arid. I didn't know what to expect. that were ugly. I've and only heard, in, heard
0: stories of like and, oil fields in the winter.
1: Yeah, just like, Bleh. <laughs> like, I walked in. It's so cool. Our friends made the ring that you have. That's so cool. Oh. Oh, thanks for sending the picture. Anyways, I walked into South Dakota. And there's Dakota, the bear. That's so Oh, we drove in.
0: She sent a picture of the bear.
1: Okay, you, yeah, you we got to very South Dakota. In what I'm
0: saying. Go on. South Dakota. <laughs> pay attention we to We got me, there. Damn
1: it. Um, <laughs> and it feels like where, like, I've never been to Germany or Bavaria, but it felt like that. Like in cartoons where the princess lives kind of in. The middle of the forest in Europe—it felt like, like brave, that. like really Madda. rich, deep green grass on rolling hills and black pine. Just mountains trees
0: of pine trees, yeah,
1: everywhere. It was so beautiful.
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad that you guys figured it out, and congrats on getting engaged. That's so fun. All right, we have the next one: going the distance, literally 1,800 miles.
1: Okay, hey, Dylan Ashley, I've been with my boyfriend for a little over six months. How long did we date? Um, the first time, we weren't really dating. The we, actual dating, we were literally dating. We were
0: engaged after like two months.
1: Married the next...
0: Married in two more, three more months.
1: Was it three because you left? It was mm-hmm. only three because he left. Yeah. I was so afraid he would leave again. I was like, let's get married immediately. <laughs> so I would, was ready. Yeah. You just don't know. Uh-huh. And probably we should have known. It probably shouldn't have been me like as soon as possible. <laughs> Yeah. In case you leave again. It
0: just felt so right that we just got married.
1: Okay, so Anna says... You know, you know, you know. I moved 1,800 miles to Iowa from Oregon. The, Y'all um, need to
0: take your camper out to Oregon and hit up Mount Hood and the coast. The
1: kids and the pups would love it. I'm we would really love to. I'm excited. I moved because I'm a first-year teacher. Congrats. That's the hardest. But also, I feel like the kids I had my first year teaching, you just get so close to them. Because... Really? You're just so vulnerable, like, as a teacher and new, and you're trying new things, and you're just so invested, and it's so special and new. They're just, like, it's, like, they're just, like, your babies that you have all, that, like, I just remember my first, my first class better than any of my other classes. Okay. Um, I moved because I was a first-year teacher, and due to COVID, many teaching jobs were no longer available in Oregon, and I wasn't able to even get an interview due to my lack of experience. However, I was able to get a job at a top-notch high school in Iowa, hence the move.
0: Wow, that's a big move.
1: Yeah, here lies the main re- the main issue. My boyfriend has expressed that he sees us getting married in the future, but will not live in Iowa or even come visit me. What? That's the? weird. Huh. Okay. I, I get like him not wanting to live in Iowa.
0: Like, what does he have against Iowa so much that he wouldn't even visit his girlfriend?
1: but you should visit. Like, for the record, Dallin said things to me like, I'll never live anywhere but Utah. And I said things to Dallin, I'll never live in Utah. But you end up, like, usually doing something. You know, like, those are a lot of times, like, words of fear or frustration. There's a lot
0: of emotion behind a statement like that. Right. So I wonder why he says he won't even visit her.
1: Dallin anymore. lived in Georgia, and I live in Utah. Still, like you do things because you love people. Yeah, and because you life just happens. Um, okay. Recently, I feel like an afterthought to him because of his work schedule. In his words, it's not working how we were wanting it to. Mostly since the two-hour di- difference in my work schedule has kind of made it where I'm not able to text or talk much. And then when I can, I'm trying to eat, work out, walk dogs, and go to bed. Since I get off in between five, six or seven, I'm originally from... That was
0: what he said to her one time in like a text or on the phone or whatever. Um, Yeah, that was a big quote from her boyfriend. It's not working how we were wanting it to, mostly since the two hour time difference and he has all this stuff going on and she's probably usually sleeping by the time he's ready to talk or whatever on the phone.
1: Something. I'm originally from Iowa and finally live near most of my extended family.
0: Oh, she's originally from there. Okay.
1: Yeah. This And and this is the place that has always felt like home. But just I just want him to come and see why I love it so much. But I also want to be slash deserve to be a priority.
0: Yeah, you do. Thoughts.
1: Okay. Let me try and tell you. Like, I'm going to pretend I am in this situation. It's hard. If it were Dallin, like... I don't know the situation of your boyfriend, but...
0: Why doesn't he even want to come visit you? It doesn't sound like... To me, that sounds non-committal. Right,
1: Dallin wouldn't say that. That sounds
0: non-committal.
1: So the person I married wouldn't say, and I'll never visit you there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like even if you have family out there and stuff, that's... It just seems weird to me. It's weird. But they have also talked about getting married.
1: He says he feels like she's the one for him. but there's no like date they've been dating six months and I don't want to be like dreary or like predicting not good things for this relationship I just I don't I honestly don't see how it could work if he doesn't even want to visit you I think long distance relationships are really hard but I do think they could work like if it were me and Dallin separated we would be on the phone every night like how much longer till you well, come visit me? when we did me?
0: separate, I was working in Ohio for a month right? and you were here. We literally fell asleep on the phone every night and woke up the next morning and said, hello, I'm awake.
1: I guess I knew Dallin was my one true love. There were a lot of reasons why I knew it, but the You don't overall... have to do that
0: in order to be in love, by the way. I'm just saying there, there would be commitment. No, I'm just
1: saying like the there. overall feeling I had in my heart when it, with anything concerning Dallin was, I don't care what I have to do. I don't care where I have to live. I don't care, like, how poor I will be. The most important thing to me is, like, being with Dallin. Like, having a relationship together. Like, being together, like, close to each other. Um, And I'm not saying you ruin things by leaving. But it's concerning to me that he doesn't have, like, how can we make this work? When can I see you again? When, like, let's, we both have big, busy work schedules but i want to visit you and i want you to visit me and i want to make this work as much as we can it's like and maybe it, he's just sad cuz you left and some people when they're sad get pouty and some people when they're sad you know like do do like grand romantic things like come visit you you know yeah. and maybe he's just reacting kind of in a pouty way and this too shall pass and he'll kind of simmer down and be like sorry I was just really sad that you were gone.
0: Yeah. But I if want he to find
1: a way to make this work.
0: If he doesn't say anything like that, like trust and commitment are the foundation of any relationship. And that's a very non-committal phrase where he's like, I won't come visit you. It's just not working out how we were wanting it to blah, blah, blah. So like, that's really sad and I'm sorry, but those are really non-committal words and uh, you do deserve to be a priority. Obviously, especially if you're going to get married, like you want to be, you want this person to be so committed and, and, like, I, committed to you. So, like, it's just maybe you take a little break and see where your hearts are at after taking a break a little bit.
1: Before you do that, I, this is a conversation I think is an important conversation. Um, what are...
0: I would express your fears to him. Is that what you're going to say? No.
1: What are your plans? Like, when you left, did you have any kind of conversation? Like, I really need some experience... I'm going to Iowa to work for a year to get my first year under my belt so I have some good letters of recommendation and then I want to come back? Or was your plan, I'm going to Iowa and I, I want to live there. for the, I want to start my family there and plant roots there. These are good conversations. Is he aware that you love Iowa and you want to live there if that's your plan? Or is he under the impression that you were going there for a year And then coming back to start your life and hopefully get a job in Oregon. This is, we don't have this information, but I would definitely have a, like a three-year plan. In three years, I want to come back to Oregon. In three years, I want to stay in Iowa. In three years, I want to go to grad school. What's like just you? What is your three-year? And then figure out what his three-year is. And maybe if they, you could find a way to get them to fit. And mesh and like figure out this is just a period of a short amount of time like we can get through this and then i'm coming back to oregon and we can figure out our life but i would also like when i come back to oregon to have it be open that maybe we move somewhere my family's important to me i would like that i would like to know that you're open to thinking about that from my point of view of being near my family like these are good things to know
0: yeah express all those things from how you're feeling and just get, see where he's at and, um, hopefully things work out for the best, you know, maybe, maybe moving really uncovered some things that needed to be uncovered and what you learned about your relationship. Like, you know, so maybe it was for the best kind of like how coronavirus is disrupting so many Industries right now, like for the better, in, in some cases.
1: Yeah, like a phone call, maybe just like, where are you with this relationship? It kind of seems like like you like feeling. You said
0: like... some non committal things, and I have some fears, and I just want to, like, just, I don't want to play the game. I want to just get real and talk to you because I care about you, and I really want to just see where we're at. Have a determined come to Jesus moment. Come mm. to the relationship moment.
1: If you're not feeling like a priority, it's probably because, like, things are happening where you're noticing they're different than they were before and maybe your relationship now is moving in a direction that it wasn't before i'm not i don't know but like usually you don't feel like you know like this kind of like ghosting feeling like you're not a priority he's not super into it anymore there could be something there on his side where yeah. he's not feeling it as much, or it could just be anxiety in you. But it's good to yeah, just, just talk to kind about of feel it, out the waters. A fear
0: from the point of I have a fear.
1: I, I want, want to, to it up, know, see if it's
0: valid or not.
1: Or just I want to know where you're at. I want to know, want to know you're how at. you're feeling about this long distance situation. You don't have to make it. I have all these anxieties, and put that on him. I mean, you definitely can at some point, but maybe kind of ease into the conversation with like, How are you this doing? This has been harder than we thought. How, where are you with this? Is it working for you? should we make some changes should we make some like communication goals like let's call each other at this time because it's not working to not have a planned time yep. lots of lo- things yeah. to feel it out
0: yeah okay good luck you guys and uh put happiness first okay hold,
1: hold on i think she had more down here okay she had a weird th- food thing oh okay okay her weird food thing is i put black pepper on my cottage cheese like you know, oh
0: i love that all I love of my black friends in college
1: on made fun of me and it would even and, would even, and they made fun of her for even giving it a chance. Also, get this, Dallin. She tried your egg-waffle-peanut-butter combo, and it changed her life for the better. Ha ha!
0: you're welcome, Annie. I think there's you're nothing welcome. wrong with
1: it. I use cottage cheese in soups. like I use it all the time, and I think pepper only makes it better. My dad, see if anyone does this. My dad puts pepper on grapefruits. Pepper? Like, like Most people put sugar on it. He peppers it. No salt. Huh. Just pepper. Straight pepper on a grapefruit. And Very I think that's truly insane.
0: We have another weird food combination. Good day, Dashley fam. I'm a follower of yours from Sydney, Australia. And I've followed, loved following your journey as a family. I have since started listening to your podcast on my commute to university. And I'm loving them, by the way. And I thought I would contribute to the weird food combination segment you have on Taking Sides. I only found out this food combination was weird when one night my boyfriend and I were eating spaghetti
1: sp- bolognese. Uh, bolognese. I think that's a at, fancy way of saying like marinara.
0: Okay, at his place.
1: Maybe it has meat in it. I'm not sure.
0: My family has always put sour cream on top of spag spag bowl.
1: That's Aussie lingo for.
0: Oh, Aussie lingo for spaghetti bolognese. Spaghetti and, and apparently it's not common to put sour cream on it.
1: I think it would be good. There's a lot of um, like one pot spaghettis where you make it in your crock pot where they add sour cream to it. Hmm. You know, you dump in the noodles, you dump in the sauce, the noodles aren't cooked and you add like some water and some sour cream and it's real good.
0: That sounds nice and creamy, Jordan. I approve. I would do it. I would try it.
1: We judge you as not weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not weird. I have a little squeaker hammer.
1: Okay, here's the next one, and it's titled, Should We Go to Court?
0: Oh, all right.
1: Okay. Should We Go to Court? Hello, Dashleys. My name is Amber, and I have been with my boyfriend going on four years. He has a five-year-old daughter named Violet. We are in a difficult situation where we would love for her to go to school where we live, in a great school area, as to where her mom lives, a horrible school area. But her mom is refusing to send her to school for another year or two. Is that even legal? maybe Weird. if you homeschool is she planning on homeschooling
0: man that's that's just an area that i don't know a lot about like
1: well this it's, is it's listen so to what, it's confusing too, right?
0: depending on custody
1: listen to what she says she says i'm outraged by this and so is my boyfriend her father violet's mom's reasoning as to not wanting to send her to school is because she has a 3-year-old daughter that is very close with violet and she wants them to go to school at the same time to be in the same grade see that's not reality
0: well yeah you don't hold back a 5 five-year-old for two years
1: well she would be, be seven i don't think you can even be seven in kindergarten no so i think it's a terrible decision to begin with because even if she waited and this five-year-old didn't go to school
0: can you put a seven-year-old in kindergarten the like, is school system
1: allowed? would still put her yeah. in first grade i'm pretty sure and she would just have special services to help get her caught up yeah. to first grade level I don't think they would put her in kinder. She
0: says, I'm furious by this decision, and I think it's completely ridiculous. Am I overreacting? I've suggested to my boyfriend that we should get a lawyer and try to get 50-50 custody as she stops us from seeing Violet regularly on top of not properly caring for Violet. What do we do? Please help. Yes, I listen to you guys so much all the time and watch all all of your videos with Violet. We We love you and your family so much. Thank you, Amber. Well, Amber, thanks for watching. Um, This is... Man, this...
1: As a teacher, I don't think her plan will work. I think they would put... I don't
0: think that's legal. I don't think it works.
1: They would either put Violet, depending on her birthday, they would either put her in first grade or second grade, and depending on what she tests as, like what what her grade level test, you know, like you kind of test into a grade, but they would never put a second grade age child in kindergarten. Like the social public school ramifications are not appropriate. They don't like to hold back kids anymore, uh, like hold them back or even push them forward to the next grade. They just don't like to do that anymore. At least in Utah, they didn't. And in Georgia, where I taught. Um, as far as like, if I were in your situation, I've never been here. But if I were just reading this, it sounds like you personally don't have any like legal rights to violet as far as like you can't demand anything but your husband or your boyfriend can so he's legally her father like he has as much I don't know what the um like child custody situation is but if it's just normal he has just as right as much of a right to like insist that violet go to school as her mother has to insist that she not go to school and for most states I know in Utah you you Kindergarten is not a mandatory situation, but in most other states, kindergarten is a mandatory, like, your child either needs to be going to public school, or you need to prove to the state that your child is being homeschooled. Um, so, as the father, I, I feel like, and even you, could contact some sort of, like, social services situation, or contact the school, and have I would start there at the school All and just school kind of, district. I know there's a lot of people, I don't know what their job is, just kind of like family helper people who kind of like help to mediate these situations and whether they're like um, through the family services division that you can go to and they can kind of give you advice on like how to navigate like a situation where one parent isn't into this and one parent is, or my, I, my kid is school aged, but we're in a separated um, like family situation where both parents are not in the home. I would try and seek out s- someone like that who could kind of help you navigate the waters. But it, from what it sounds like, like you and your boyfriend, um, specifically your boyfriend, has a legal right to insist that his daughter go to school, yeah. and the state would insist that as well. Yeah. It's, so call the
0: school, call the school district, and get some some advice pertinent the, to yeah, your local call to area. Call the school
1: because they would be like, no, like. Talk to this person or she can actually do this, or they'll be like, No, she can't do this, it's mandatory. Like, kindergarten is a mandatory thing for all children. Yeah. Kind of situation. I wouldn't let it go two years and have Violet's mom try and get her into kindergarten when she's seven or eight. No, no, that's sad. I had students I had a student like that whose parents never sent them to school or never did any schooling with them. And they came to first grade as like an eight or nine year old. And it was just a really like sad and hard situation to like help them through. And it was just unfair. So I wouldn't go that route for sure. I would fight against that.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Good luck, you guys. This next one is from the Kincaids. Stay at home mom of infant losing sanity.
1: Okay. I chose this one because it truly like... It felt like I was reading a mirror situation of our life. Really? Yeah. This is our last one. Okay. Hey there, Dashley family. Golly, we sure do love you guys. My name is Megan Kincaid. I am the wife and mother of this Kincaid family. They have like a little YouTube channel. Oh, cool. I love your family and your vlogs, podcasts, etc. They bring me so much joy. Thank you. Well, here's the deal. My husband and I had a beautiful baby girl on February 15th of this year. With COVID going on, my maternity leave got extended, like really extended. Then after a lot of deliberation and budgeting, my husband and I decided that it would be possible for me to stay home with our daughter full-time. This has been a lifelong dream of mine and I'm over the moon about it. However, this arrangement doesn't come with faults. I feel like this was me. Like, I knew when I had kids, I would want to be a stay-at-home mom if I could. Like, I just knew my heart would want that. But I didn't realize how like, life altering being a stay-at-home mom is
0: like unfulfilling
1: like, I just felt like I fell out of society
0: or maybe like maybe... I felt like
1: the world kept turning and everyone was living this fast-paced life and like commute like socializing and communicating with each other and you're and just
0: I, in this home with it and it was
1: like I was just in this like quiet slow place that no one came to and like, it was like the world had forgotten me because I didn't have like the social setting of work and I didn't meet friends that way and we were in a new town and like it was just like the world continued without me and it was so weird.
0: That's kind of how I felt when I quit my job
1: too. Yeah like just like like it's almost like you're living in this like where time stands still and if you look out the window it, like you, it's it feels like everyone's in fast forward. People are time. driving places and yeah, doing like, things out there. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, she says, my husband and I basically live on our own little island, figuratively, because we actually live in Ohio, because we decided to move away as soon as we got married. We, this was Dylan and I. We both still, we were both still in college at the time, so we got married and moved to our college town. We don't have any family or hometown friends out here. I guess this was more me than you. Dylan always had his friends and his family close by. Mm hmm. Um, uh, We don't have any family or hometown friends out here. None. Hence the island metaphor. Not to mention we were the first of our college friends to get married. Now we have a baby and all of our college friends are getting married and moving away. Therefore, more seclusion. Anyways, life has just been a struggle for me because as much as I love my daughter, I have, no su- I have no support system out here. This was me. No mom friends or my own mom. It's really hard being stuck at home all day and I just and just waiting for my husband to come home from work. One time, Dallin came home and I was just crying. And I was like, literally, the only person I have to talk to is Luna. And I love her so much, but she's not enough for me. <laughs> Luna's was like, our dog, by the way. Dallin was like, oh...
0: Yeah, and I had just come home hanging out with a whole bunch of cool people at my tech job.
1: Yeah, he, he like, I like fantasized about going to work right where Dallin worked.
0: Yeah, such a cool place.
1: He'd be like, hey, Ash, we're just having a quick lunch, and then we're going to play some shuffleboard, and then I'm going to get back to work, per the orders of my boss. And I was like, "What? where are you? Like, what is this job you work at?
0: Boss is paying for us to all go see a movie.
1: So yeah, I have to hard. go. That okay. was really
0: hard for Ashley. So, yeah, this sounds exactly says, like you. She says, just waiting for my wait, husband wait, wait. to get home so that I have some kind of human interaction.
1: Also, we only have one vehicle at the moment. That oh was God, also that was us. us. Too. And my husband uses this us us t- to transport a few months himself ago. to work. Yeah, we have our small YouTube channel that I manage. This was me. And that helps for sure. It was literally like a lifeline for me. Like, I didn't know what it was going to become, but I just knew it was like I hired myself for this job.
0: And you took it so seriously. You, you did. You, you, man, you worked so hard. So yeah. hard editing three, four, sometimes five videos a week during your only few precious hours of George's nap time and then James's too, and
1: it just gave man, my mind something to like.
0: That was your lifeline.
1: I was like, you know why I did it? People are always like, why did you do it? And I like we had distant dreams like one day we'll be self and like those in being independent and like recording our family and it was something I was good at. It was all really great. I just kind of like
0: we figured out and videography. what
1: I could do as a stay-at-home mom and like what I was good at. And we loved cameras. And anyways, I felt like I had a creative teacher mind. Yeah. But like my big goal was like, I will bring Dallin home so that I no longer have to be alone. Like I will do something in my life that t- it was maybe selfish i was like i'll oh, take his job away if <laughs> you talked about how you would love to be like independent and be no. able to quit well, your job there's
0: sometimes when i miss having like a really cool tech job that I go hang out with a lot of really really cool people and all day and stuff but the pros outweigh the cons of like being self-employed it's really really fulfilling i think for my personality type uh-huh. and oh what was i gonna say um, oh, well, yeah, we, we talked about all these things that we love about vlogging, but then we met a really cool guy who's become a good friend, Steve Yeager of Shot of the Jaegers, their YouTube channel, and he told us, and he's full-time, and he told us how he does it full-time and actually makes money doing it, and that kind of opened our eyes that it could actually be like a, a way up a, It was a like way that to, moment to, like, when Hagrid goes
1: to Harry, you're a wizard, Harry, you're and Harry's wizard, eyes Harry. get wide, and he's like, I'm my a, life can be different? I'm just, I'm just Harry. We just were like, we didn't even know this, like Hogsmeade existed, Hogsmeade being YouTube and yeah. stuff. Like, and it was just this really cool thing where it was like the stars aligned and everything we were good at caused us to be good at being YouTubers, kind of.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, she asked for words of wisdom. How can she keep her spirits up? Um, okay, I can tell you what I did wrong. And I don't even know if it's what I did wrong, but it's my, it was what kind of like the world handed me. I was talking to Dallin about this the other day and the the biggest thing I did wrong and probably the biggest thing Dallin did wrong is I didn't take it very seriously I thought I was just being annoying or like needy and Dallin just kind of was like didn't
0: understand this will
1: pass or like this is no big deal or like this is just your this is what we chose like buck up Ash kind of
0: such a validating statement (laughs) I was not being a good listener and Ash probably didn't realize how deep in depression she was.
1: I guess the more I tried to buck up, the more sad and lonely
0: I Well felt. nobody likes being told to buck up, cowboy up, like Grin and Barrett. Like I think your the feelings are, are real.
1: I like have memories of being like like I hate that you're my only friend, Alan, but you're my only friend right now and you're gone a lot and like if you can be home like be home because I'm dying and all
0: I knew is like my I just want to provide for my family I just want to work hard and that's like all that's what I was focused on that's definitely one area of my life there are other facets but I just I guess I put most of my eggs in the provide and work basket and I just
1: making friends is kind of like dating like you don't want people who you're trying to be friends with to know that you're desperate and lonely and just like literally gasping for like happy air yeah. Um I would try I would sign up for something like I we were like we're too poor like I was always kind of thought it would be really fun to do like a mommy and me thing or like a mommy and me exercise thing your baby's really little it's hard to find someone you trust to take care of her when you don't have family around at least it was for me so it was never really an option for me to pay for daycare because we couldn't afford it or for me to like leave her with someone because I just didn't know anyone well enough to trust them with leaving my baby or for them to want to help me like that because we weren't, I didn't have any like family or friends around. I would join like some sort of mom thing like a a mommy and me class or a, a workout thing like a stroller league, you know, where you work out with your baby um, or like go to the gym if you're comfortable leaving your baby in the daycare. I never was when they were six months because... I just couldn't handle hearing them cry while I was on the treadmill.
0: But a lot of moms at the gym did, and right. you would see babies in, in there. And, and we found a really fine. nice gym near us. We had a beautiful daycare.
1: I just don't know what like what makes you happy. Yeah. I would only do things that make you happy. Like you're right now, you're searching for something to like be your happy thing.
0: I have uh, I have something really good. Okay. This is from Tony Robbins, so this isn't for me. But okay, so Tony Robbins has this book. It's on finance, and it's a really really good financial book. It's, but there's the chapter, there's a chapter at the end of the book. If you know who Tony Robbins is, he's the life coach, like the, the, the life guru, you know, and he does conventions all like seminars all over the world about taking charge of your life and stuff and fulfillment and all that good stuff. There's a chapter in his finance book about the, the science of achievement and, and how to be truly rich. And he talks about feeling fulfilled and, and like the science of achievement and, and true happiness he talks about how true happiness doesn't come for riches. He talks and he gives the he gives his equation for true happiness and fulfillment, mm-hmm. and this is what it is. And this has helped me so much, and um, and so I want to share what he shares with you. This is the he first off he talks about the science of achievement, and and like this is how to achieve what you want. And then he talks about the art of like actually feeling fulfilled. So first off, the science of achievement. Uh, that step one is focus on what you want. He says where your focus goes, your energy flows. So maybe you have a YouTube channel. If you want that to be like your main source of income, like focus on, like write down very specifically what your goals are, focus on what you want. He says your reticular activating system is this part of your brain that like, once you, when you buy a car, you start to see that car everywhere, you know, because it's kind of on your mind. So if you just have your goals focused, goals like very clearly defined in your mind, like wherever your focus goes, your energy flows. And then he just says, take massive action on those things and acknowledge grace in your life. Like like God gave me this beautiful gift. It, the more grace you have, the more you acknowledge it, the more you have and have an attitude of gratitude. Those are his three steps for like the art of achieving your, your goals and your dreams. And then he goes into talking about Robin Williams, who was extremely successful in everything he wanted to do, but he still sadly committed suicide, you know? So like he was he was super, super successful and he achieved all that he wanted, but he was not fulfilled. Like what an amazing man, you know, and he still was unhappy and struggled with depression and, and drug use and, or was it alcoholism? Anyways, he took his own life. So sad. So like, even though he achieved all these things, he wasn't truly fulfilled. So he talks about the art of fulfillment and what you need to actually truly feel fulfilled in your life. So he says, number one is keep growing. Everything either grows or dies. And progress e- e- equals happiness. So, like, I thought about this, and I was feeling kind of depressed a while back. And I was like, I need to keep growing in something that I'm passionate about, like personally, and uh, like, like examining what do, what do I want to keep growing in that I'm not. And I decided that I wanted to get uh, like a commercial drone license and become like certified drone pilot and start flying my drone more often and spend more time outside, you know, like either um, riding my Razor or or hiking or. Doing things that I, I like every once in a while. And and also just today, Ashley said that you should like do more photography and start sharing your prints with people online. Like to sell them on their website or something. And I'm, and I'm really excited to grow in that area that I'm passionate about in, in drone photography and, and just photography in general. Something I really like. And then number two, he says, you have to give to feel alive. And uh,
1: you... You're who's... probably already handling that one. Yeah. And I think there's so much fulfillment in, like, giving to your child. So I think you, you probably have that one handled. Yeah. So just
0: identifying what you like and, and choose to grow in that and take some time for yourself and learn or, or study or, or, like, practice it, whatever that is to you. He says, you make an, you make a living by what you get, but you make a life by what you
1: give. This is... So Dallin and I talk a lot about, this is all really good and it plays in, it's kind of like upper level stuff. Um, but I've thought a lot about when, if we have a third baby, how would I do it better so that I could not kind of like, um, just so that I was talking to my aunt the other day and talking to her about this and and I I used the words like, I want to do it right this time. Like I want to do it the right way for me so that I don't, just kind of like sink so low that it takes so long to bring myself back. Um, And I know that a lot of that is hormonal, but I've done it twice now. So I like, I kind of know what's coming. So like, what can I do for myself? Kind of along those lines, down was talking to like give myself more of a chance of not being so like sad and low. It's not even sad. It's just kind of like low. And lonely, and just kind of like probably depressed. The world is passing you by. Depressed is the word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's such a weird like dichotomy where you're so happy about your baby, but you also have this like sadness that you can't really like overcome or like it's like a fog. So, if when we have baby number three, I've told Dallin I want some sort of exercise machine in my house. the thing i this big feeling i have when i'm pregnant or postpartum or taking care of a baby a newborn baby and the rest of my kids is like the day passes and i feel like i haven't like moved or gone fast like i just want to move somewhere fast like feel like i'm going fast and i think like a treadmill or an elliptical just to like feel my body go faster than like the pace of an infant and two children in tow it feels so good. So I'm going to get, be moving just to move like, and for me, it's really hard to get out of the house or like find a time when,
0: well, especially like, during the winter, six especially months Especially during the winter and six like six or seven months is cold,
1: especially with a new baby. And like, I know, and I, I like to do walks with the kids, but you still kind of go slow unless you're like one of those super moms who just runs with her four kids in a stroller. I don't know how she does it. The one passes my door every day and she has two toddlers, two dogs, a dog and a kid on a bicycle following her. And they're all in a great mood, but that's never happened to me. <laughs> so I just want an indoor exercise machine to feel like A, I'm moving and B, like i I'm not just like withering away physically because you're just like, there's just not as much time for yourself anymore. And you look in the mirror and you're like, I want to be healthy. I want to be strong, but you see no way to do it. So I just want like a treadmill or an elliptical to just help myself feel strong and feel like I can move fast. The other thing is I, like my aunt and I were talking and we want a monthly like get together. And this is hard because you don't have family around you. So if I were you alone, I would be brave and I wasn't brave the first two times. And I would sign up for some sort of class, like at the rec center or something, like some sort of something where it's a time when your husband can watch your baby and you can just go somewhere and do something you love, whether it's like a pottery class or like... For me, my dream would be a clogging class. Those are very hard to find because no one likes to clog, it seems like. <laughs> just like maybe it's an exercise class. like Just some sort of something where you value yourself so much. It's an
0: investment. F- like It's an investment. You have to see it as that. It's it, not an expense. I feel it's an like
1: it needs to be something you pay for. Something that you're saying, this money could go to my baby. This money could go to my husband. But I want to pay for something for me like some sort of class for you, whether it's like a book club where you have to buy books or it's like a little, I don't even know. Like, again, I would try and find a clogging class or like some sort of cool dance class or some sort of art class. Maybe you go to that paint night thing, that sip and paint thing. They have classes where we're from. Just, or you go rock climbing. Like I would, that would be fun too. Like be brave and go somewhere and try and like build a community around yourself where you have a friend or a teacher someone who knows you and is happy to see you where they'll be like, oh, hello. Like, we're so, you came. We yeah. were waiting for you. Or like the class, we're all here. Like you're part of this class. It's a feeling that I miss when I'm pregnant or had a baby. And mm-hmm. I will do that for myself again this time. I've never done it for myself, but these are on my list of things to do for myself when I get pregnant again. The other thing, well, I had exercise machine. I had me do something. Um, Maybe Oh, just putting yourself do, first. So, like the little things you love that are just like silly little things. Like I love to read. Like the, me not reading, the world will not fall apart. My family will not starve. Like you kind of drop the things that aren't necessary, you know. And I dropped reading, and it it was just something that brought me like a little bit of joy. And I would kind of like when I was really stressed and busy, I would long for those days when I could just read books and like i don't know what that is for you maybe it's going for walks maybe it's like going to the mall maybe it's painting maybe it's going for a hike or like writing in your journal like something that is little that the single you did before you had kids like find that and schedule a time to do it and it's sacred time and you do it and you someone watches your kid and you do it and those would be that's what i will do
0: even if it's just once a week
1: you know, I would try and do it daily, but yeah, once a week, like I get in this mindset when I oh, have maybe, a baby, maybe
0: like a bigger thing once a week. Oh, if but it's daily, like a bigger thing. Daily, I was
1: like little things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love to bake these, all these things that I kind of stopped doing when I had new babies, like baking cool breads and desserts. Like I made bread the other day and I was just like, why haven't I done this? This makes me so happy or gardening or like, I don't even know, sitting on a towel in the grass and reading a book. That's like my favorite thing to do
0: another thing that helped me like kind of get out of my head after quitting my job and being home full-time was kind of the what is it's the prayer it's the Alcoholics Anonymous prayer help me to change the things I can and accept the things I can't Mm -hmm. and the wisdom to know the difference Mm -hmm. and so just like totally own like acknowledge reality and and own the things that you can't change and uh they're good
1: like and you don't want to change it they're beautiful wonderful things
0: like you're present and you're intentional in the now you're living in the in the moment in the now and whatever thou art act well thy part
1: i always thought there was no space for me for like like it would be selfish for me to do these things and put my quote-unquote job on someone else or like my kids would cry if i left or like i just felt like i had no space For me like Ashley's spirit or Ashley's like little hobbies or dreams or like what like I just didn't feel like I had space for that. And you don't you can still I think you can accept your reality and still make space for your little like loves.
0: Oh well you have to or else you'll be. Well you don't have to
1: like I didn't.
0: Well if you want to just be unfulfilled and depressed. And
1: I don't I still will probably have postpartum issues but I want to know that like. I did something. Like, it's insanity to try and do the same thing over and over again. And I've had two times where I've done it the same way.
0: We've used this analogy before, the airplane analogy, where they say if the masks drop, put your own mask on before you put on your kids' masks.
1: I don't think I would do that. In Seriously, in the event of it, I don't think I would.
0: Well, like, what if you lose oxygen and I, then you I can't understand. put on the kids' mask never, or your own mask? I've
1: never resonated with this because... I truly do not think I would.
0: Like, what if you pass out, though, and then your kids die I'm just and I'm telling you, die? you
1: what I truthfully think would happen if this were a real situation. Oh,
0: right. But I guess it's maybe just take the analogy more. But, like, the wisdom behind the analogy is if you aren't taking care of yourself, then you don't have oxygen to take care of other people. You literally can't take care of them or yourself.
1: I, like, have this when the earthquake happened at our house. <laughs> This is kind of like a similar situation. An earthquake is happening. George is sleeping far away in the basement. Like, do you run down the stairs during a magnitude earthquake you don't understand and risk you dying and him dying? Or do you like find safety so that you can rescue him later? I don't know. What I did in that situation, it all happened so fast in my mind. And I was like, Dallin, go. (laughs) And I sent Dallin down there.
0: Well, I, I, I don't know if, how much an earthquake applies. I think my subconscious feel
1: like... sacrificed you to the earthquake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dallin, g- kill yourself. <laughs> go save our son.
1: Save him. If it gets you, yeah. I will be there to dig you out.
0: Anyways, book the the, the Tony Robbins book that I read from is called Unshakable. If you want to go read the chapter by Tony Robbins, so good. And the rest of it is all about finances and investing. So, so good too. And then another book that's helped me a lot recently is Eckhart Tolle's um, the power of now, man, that has changed my life so much. And just to live in the present moment and to not be angry so much and just to accept reality, acknowledge reality, and just change what you can, accept what you can't, and just own it and and take effective action in the now instead of wishing something hadn't happened or wishing something happened differently or wishing something wasn't even when you can't change it. Just being present in the now. So that was that's the power of now by Eckhart Totally.
1: Yeah. When so, I read your email, you sound like me. You sound like Ashley. So exactly I'll say like it Ashley. again like, find a way to move. Find a way to like indulge yourself. I think that's the right word. Like, a moment where you could be efficient or where your baby is sleeping or your baby is chill and you could, like, you have two thoughts in your mind like, I could do this or I could do that. I this. could go
0: do the dishes and clean and all this or I could do this for a little bit. First.
1: Or I could like treat yourself, read my baby books, or I could watch this movie with my baby. Like I really want to watch Grey's Anatomy's next episode, and my baby's so happy, and I could hold her, or I could read her a hundred books. I usually did the books, but just indulge yourself like once a day, I would say, and then find a way to get out of the house and be in a situation where you have the potential of meeting some friends.
0: This is I've read this book called. No more Mr. Nice Guy. And it's changed my life. And it talks about how a lot of people are set up with this false paradigm in life where if you put other people's needs before your own... It's
1: hard with a baby.
0: It is hard with a baby. A
1: baby doesn't exist following the rules of an adult.
0: Babies are inherently selfish. Well, they just are selfish.
1: dependent. Like so, so dependent. truly dependent.
0: But yeah, so, uh, so it's, it's a little bit skewed during the first six months with a baby. I would
1: say first 18.
0: 18 months with a baby. Yeah, it's skewed. But, okay, so it's like this three false years. paradigm. Maybe. We're still three in years. It. This false paradigm that people are set up with um, from their parenting, slash, like what they've learned in maybe some of their religions, where if you put others before you, you put others' needs before your own, you kind of create this covert contract in your mind that they will take care of your needs in return, and therefore you will be happy if you're making everybody around you happy. But that is like a false. It's like a false paradigm that leaves others like wondering who you are and and what you need and, and feeling f- forever like sad that they can't meet your needs or make you happy because you're putting them in charge of your happiness. But if you take charge of your own happiness and realize that nobody else in the world is put here to meet your needs and you put yourself first, then you can serve others from a place of strength because you're meeting your own needs and taking charge of your own happiness rather than... Um, expecting others to do it for you because you're trying so hard to do that for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Again, again,
0: it's hard with a baby.
1: Find a way to move.
0: It's very hard with a baby. Indulge
1: yourself once a day and find some sort of time when your husband can watch your baby and you put yourself in a situation where you might meet some friends.
0: Things will level out. The baby will get older. I love, oh, Like right now, sometimes Ashley and I are now George is almost four. James is two and a half. Sometimes they're just downstairs playing with each other for like an hour and we're like...
1: What do we do? What do
0: we... This is like, what do we do? We can do whatever we want. It's like they're these independent little humans in our house.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, a good one I always loved doing that was free was... I mean, it's Corona now, so they canceled them. But the libraries usually have little like mommy and me classes or toddler baby classes. And it's a really good way to for very little money no money and it's george and james love it to meet people in your community like people in your situation in your community yeah that's a good one
0: cool hopefully we've given you some helpful tips and you can take it and apply it to your situation we love you we feel you and we know where you're at and it's so hard and uh really hope that you can you can find fulfillment in and like achieve your goals and your dreams.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: It's what we're all trying to do here in this life.
1: It's just a thing that takes a lot of bravery to like establish yourself and make friends and yeah, it's really hard. And I remember I a just quote. Feel you.
0: A quote that really stuck out to you was a Will Smith quote: "The greatest things are on the other side of fear," or something like that. Mm-hmm. I remember during that time you. you There's also that one quote.
1: from We Built a Zoo. Like some sometimes all it's like
0: all it takes. You don't is need to be.
1: It's Uh, I'm not quoting it perfect, but it's to the the point is that you don't need to be brave all the time. You just need like a second or two of bravery.
0: He says, all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage. What? Let Let me find it. He says, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. Yep. But
1: And, like, for me, that's going to a mommy and me class at the library and saying hi to someone. Like, I'm sweating when it's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: I hate new friends. I like old friends. Like, I hate the process of becoming a friend.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like you're dating.
1: It's just so hard for me. So it's really hard to be alone, too. I just feel for you, and I think you can do it. And sometimes it takes a couple years to, like, feel like you belong to a new town or something i feel like that's how it is for us like it takes like two years before we are like we know people we feel grounded here we have
0: street cred here
1: yeah people know who we are so it just takes a little bit sometimes
0: yeah cool okay friends thanks so much for listening love having you with us uh, please follow or subscribe to the podcast if you're not let yet and leave it a review that would help us out so much and uh, go join the conversation on facebook start the conversation if we haven't yet we are not very good at all at posting in our groups for the podcast so if any of you guys want to take the lead there that would be so awesome and i do need to get better at that at least posting the link mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yep.
1: okay love you guys and have a good week i'll talk to you next week